what do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down. Hey, everybody. It's Rachel Silver-Cohen from Silver Unpolished, and this is so exciting. We finally made it. This is episode (laughs) number one. Lori, can you believe it? We made it. (laughs) No, after everything that we've been through, it's been such a shit show, but we are here. And by here, we should probably define that because our <laughs> listeners, if we have any, kind of do need to know what we've been through and how we got here, right? Absolutely. So by here, let's just start with that. Here we are in our studio and the studio, everybody listening at home or in your car is in my backyard, which is a three by five little box of grass with a lot of mosquitoes. And it's about 98 degrees outside. My tits are sweating. Sweating. Mine too. I don't even have a bra on. But we're getting ahead of ourselves, right? Lori, let's tell our viewers or our listeners, I should say, who we are, why we're here, and how this even came to be. So I'm going to turn it over to you. You're going to turn it over to me. Okay. So I am Lori Feynman, aka Dr. Boca, a name that was given to me years ago by my little posse in Washington, D.C. So hi, guys, if you can hear us. What's up, D.C.? What's up? Go GW. I'm a GW grad. I only work there at the counseling center, so I might have seen some of you all. But this came out of a labor of love. Rachel and I knew each other kind of in directly. We were actually around the corner neighbors, but really didn't have much interaction. We have a kid that's each the same age. And I don't really like people. So like, I probably saw you. And then when I kind of just put my head down or put my sunglasses on, I was like, oh God. Absolutely. And I respect that. I love that you can do that. And you didn't have your glasses on anyway, so you wouldn't have been able to see me. So there's that whole piece of it also, right? Maybe I just didn't like it. And that's possible. And you never thought we were going to be right here, right now, today. In the studio. In the mosquito studio. Anyway, so I am a psychologist. I have a private practice here in Boca. And in a moment, we'll be going through all the disclaimers of Mm. the fact that this is not a therapy podcast. Not at all. At all. It is completely just the opinions of myself and Rachel. And we are here to talk about pretty much anything. And so when I thought about where could my voice be used and hit the masses or the four people listening right now, hopefully, Rachel, we're at four. Well, if we go based on my blog presence, we can probably do better than four, but not much more than 11 people. Amazing. So we'll hedge our best a little bit and round up at an even, what, eight and a half? Eight and a half. I'm good with that. I'll take eight and a half. So I decided, I started writing a book. My issue is that I write like I speak. So that got me about two pages in. And I decided, hey, this would be so much better if this was a blog. Let's talk about life issues. Let's talk about relationships. Let's talk Wait, about... you mean a podcast, <laughs> not a blog, right? I okay, I have the blog. You have the book that kind of only is two pages in. And and I meant the podcast. So like the lingo. Oh my God, the lingo. We'll the get blog into cast. that. The blog cast. <laughs> that is actually what this is, ladies and gentlemen. If you know me at all, which you probably don't, because again, I have eight readers, six and a half of which all have the same last name as I do. Hey, mom and dad. So I write this blog and my blog was birthed, I guess, what, five, six years ago or so as a place for me to kind of be heard and seen and kind of going through my own life transitions and having my own creative outlet, if you will, 
now we are kind of merging the two. We're marrying each other from the therapy standpoint and the unpolishedness of writing and saying and talking about things that most of us, right? We think we feel in whether it's you know, in our own private minds and secret spaces of our own little mental society, but maybe don't have the wherewithal to say it out loud. And Lori, I would imagine that your patients or clients come to you to share their thoughts and you help them kind of discern what's going on and make sense of it. Your sensibility and my unpolishedness and we kind of mash it together. And what we hope is a better marriage than the track record that both of us have had. <laughs> right. I mean, I have a good one now, but it took a lot of practice right. to get right. there. Right. So. so, and ladies and gentlemen, this is kind of like a mishmash of who we are and where we stem from. But the unpolishedness and the therapy, if you take those two words together, what do you get, Lori? <laughs> we get audacity and advice and chaos and fun and laughter. And we really get to the heart of what people are thinking and afraid to voice. Mm -hmm. And there's something very liberating about being able to voice because there's A, safety in numbers. Mm -hmm. B, sometimes when we say things and can really process them, it's a lot less scary than when we keep it in our head and catastrophize about it and make it into this big, bad, mean monster. And throughout COVID, and this is why this was birthed, We are in desperate need of connection and we're in desperate need of laughter and we're in desperate need of kind of reevaluating where we are in our lives and how to make meaning out of it and make it fulfilling. And so I was like, hey, who do I know that gets it? And who do I know that is the funniest person I've ever met? And nine times out of 10, you're going to be hearing this crazy noise in the podcast and our editor is not going to be able to get out my hyena gasping for breath air when I'm laughing at Rachel because she is truly one of the funniest people. But at the same time, she's also one of the rawest, most vulnerable people. I asked her, I'm like, in a crazy, crazy text, if you can imagine, hey, is this something that you would be willing to do with me? And she surprisingly said, yes, I think she might be giving me a little bit more credibility than I warrant. But really what we're hoping in this, and this is how I kind of live my life is, we are unpolished. I am not this therapist who knows better than you, knows your life better than you. You are the leader of your own life. And this is not therapy. This is me showing you that, hey, we all screw up. We all make mistakes. We all have questions. We're all questioning things. It's a day-by-day process. And literally the airplanes that fly by, yeah, it's not perfect in our podcast or the waterfall or the mosquito bites or, oh my God, I have to pee. Like things are real things and we make mistakes and learn from them. But let's look at it and A, save somebody else the hassle of going through it, or B, let's minimize the anxiety around it. Because I do think, and Rachel, you would be able to know, the world right now is anxious, depressed, substance abuse is going up, marriages are falling apart, and people are isolated and alone. So this is just us being us. And I think also, let's just have some levity in life. Right. We all could use it. The therapy piece that I think we all could use. I feel as though the cheapest form of therapy is laughter. From my vantage point, my laughter and my sense of humor is unpolished to say the least in that it is a little off the beaten path and it is a little like, Oh my God, did you really just say that? But yes, yes, I did. Because guess what? You were thinking it, but maybe you just didn't 
want to say it or you didn't know how to say it or you thought that maybe people would look at you cross-eyed and that's okay. So if I am the liaison, so to speak, to say, guys, everyone loosen up a bit, okay? The serious police aren't going to come in and cuff you because you're trying to have fun and humor and we could all use it. Look at the world we're living in right now. We're all pinch hitting. We're all trying to pivot. We're all trying to do what we can. And I feel, and this is kind of how I live my life, good, bad, or indifferent. If I can give back a little bit of what I offer to my friends, my family, strangers, you know, if there are anyone out there who's listening that doesn't even know me that we haven't kind of coerced into, would you please listen to the podcast? Would you please follow my blog? Would you please just share what we have to offer? It's my way of giving back. That's what makes me feel good when I put my head down on the pillow at night that I've done a little bit of creating. I think we all have a responsibility to give back a little bit. We can't just all take, 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 take. It's a give and take. Now, what we have to give, I don't know if anyone <laughs> is, is looking to sit at our table, but we hope in time that you will. We want people to feel that you can relate, that you can connect, that you feel involved, that we are part of a community, community. albeit unpolished. Again, it's a little like mm, cringeworthy, but that's okay. We're not all buttoned up as, again, evidenced <laughs> as, by the as, fact I have no bra on right now. <laughs> it was such a gift walking in. I mean, it's like, it was just like, hey, this is what I am and this is who I am. And I haven't been out of workout clothes in literally seven months. Thank God for whoever invented athleisure wear, but it's a blessing and that's okay. We're doing the best we can do right now. We are. We're all doing the best we can. That phrase, the best we can, or I'm doing the best we can, I have, and maybe you can help me with this sure. from like the the therapy standpoint of my unpolishedness, I think that I have an aversion to the phrase, I'm doing the best we can. Now, when I say it, I feel like truly I am. This is the best I can do. And if it's not good enough, well, you know, sorry. But when I hear it from somebody else, it's almost like that's the apology for, I know you don't think I'm doing the best I can, but I am. And for me, I have a wall that goes up because I immediately assume that that best that they're doing, I'm disappointed. Mm. So what is that about? Well, I think you're caring a little too much about what other people think about you, right? And I think you're judging other people on their ability to Mm -hmm. do things. And let's be honest, Rachel, I mean, you're a type A kind of person. You get shit done and you do rise to the occasion. But do I? Look, I think in your situation, you do. Have you looked around lately? The things that you've accomplished over the last couple of years? <laughs> I guess and you don't think so. I don't know. I, mean, I guess you don't think that, so. That like silent, awkward pause. Because I think you also don't like to take credit for the shit that you've done. And it's very hard. I think we can all relate. It's very hard to look at ourselves and own the good. It's very easy to own the bad. But if we were realistically looking at all the things that you've gone through and achieved over the last years, yeah, it may not amount to followers, right? May not amount to having the relationship that you want with either men or food or you put in whatever thing you want to put in and you may not be where you want to be. But look at what you've gone through. You have two healthy children. You have a job that's keeping money coming in. You're starting a passion project here. You have another passion project that's out there. You have connected with people. You have 
made people laugh. You have done things that other people would have rolled into a ball and given up on. And maybe the listeners need to hear too, because they're kind of like, well, wait, well, what did she she go go through? through? Well, that's not for me to disclose. And on this podcast too, you know, everyone, we want you to know that I think, and Lori, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Again, this is probably the part where we should say our big disclaimers. Let's put a disclaimer out there. Really, any type of real therapy in no way does listening to what we're talking about or interacting with us on social media. We really want you to remember that our content is established 0% as a doctor-patient relationship. Not at all. I okay. would never right. let Rachel as my... But <laughs> I never. I mean, we, well, or actually, maybe you do because no. I could keep you afloat forever. No. I don't know what your fees You're are, but... not worth it to me to go through this. <laughs> well, what we want people to know too is that, you know, I think on the podcast, as we move forward, the limits are that there are no limits, that we're really open to talking about anything. pretty much anything. As time goes by, you guys will call in or write in or however or that really works. We're going to need an IT person for that, I guess. But <laughs> but at some point, we'll be able to, to figure out how we can do this fluidly. Sure. But I think I want to say this isn't just going to be like, I'm going to sit and dish my problems and then Lori's going to help me. We want to help the masses. So when Lori says, well, Rachel, look at what you've accomplished or this or that. I think we now want to say to our listeners, look what you all have accomplished too. Whether it is a job, whether it is a successful relationship, whether it is getting out of an unsuccessful relationship, whether it is being a parent and navigating our way with kids in a world of social media mayhem that we as adults have no idea. We don't know how to navigate. If you even could remotely understand what it took for us to get up and running. I was just going to say. Okay. Oh my God. If we could have had the video cameras on us while we were trying to get this podcast running. God bless her. Brooke Clayman is our goddess right now. Thank you, Brooke. uh, What was that? I said, thank you, Brooke. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Brooke, our social media person, our techie, our person who literally sat on Zoom with us and walked us through Instagram and Facebook and how to tie everything together and is doing our website. She's amazing. And Dan, oh my gosh, Dan Boz from Fiverr, who we solicited. That sounds so inappropriate, right? But he was excited. He was. He He was the guy, you guys, that on the beginning of this podcast, you probably, I'm going to guess, when we first started, maybe we're all pleasantly surprised. Like, oh my God, this sounds halfway professional. And there's some music and there's some guy with a cool announcery voice, whatever. So that's the Fiverr people. And I will tell you, up until about a month ago, Fiverr, I didn't even know what that word meant. I had to look it up in the dictionary. (laughs) Because that's like a thing. Again, back to this social media stuff. It's like, who's running the asylum? The crazies or the people that run the asylum? And again, where are the adults in the room? And I think that's a big question. There are many days that I don't feel like an adult. My children, I have no idea where they are. Is that a terrible thing? I mean, now they're at school, but when they were not at school, and yes, I made that choice to send them to school, but when they were not, I didn't really know what was going on because mm-hmm. why would I, right? The door's closed and they're on FaceTime all in school talking to four people at one time. They were running my asylum. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that I could take away from quarantine, right, is come on, let's be an adult here. We got to rein it in and we need to take back the control right. and the power. Right. But social media makes it almost impossible to do yeah. that. Yeah. And I do think that it's, you know, back to the quarantine thing. You just said when we were in quarantine. Well, yes, I didn't get the memo that we're not in quarantine anymore because I don't leave the house. 
as evidenced again by the fact that our studio is now in the backyard. I think also part of redefining the world that we live in now has to be at what point do we say what kind of what you just alluded to that this situation out there, this pandemic problem that we have isn't going anywhere. But at what point do we have to now get out of bed and pull the covers back and we have to start pivoting and making some adjustments? And for me, at least in the beginning from last March, it was day in and day out of just trying to go through the motions and kind of, you know, we're laughing at all the little meme things that your friends are sending. And there was some real funny ones. Were. But it did get to a point where I at least said, okay, you know what? I have to take control here. And my way of controlling my lack of control was by trying to have humor, trying to look on the bright side, trying to kind of hedge the paranoia and the anxiety of not knowing what the what the fuck is are we allowed we're allowed to absolutely i don't know if there's like fcc rules or whatever i don't think we're that big rachel that okay well i mean you know that should be our biggest problem you know in the beginning i was trying to push out these blogs every week to do again my part to make people say oh my god it's not just me or thank you for saying what I was thinking or writing, I guess, in that case, and taking some type of responsibility. And I hope that people out there know, I can imagine eight months later that they don't. But I think too, this is the job that maybe people don't know it's okay to cry, to laugh, to say, oh my God. And we've got to figure out a way to put one foot in front of the other. Um, Absolutely. And here we are with this podcast. And And it's literally been one foot in front of the it other has. with four it, steps backwards. Yeah. And, that, and that's I, okay. Right? That's exactly what my point was going to be. It's totally okay. This was something that was thrown at us. And by this, I mean the virus and the, the quarantine. Nobody knew what was going on. Nobody knew what the next step was. And all we could ask of ourselves, get up every day. And along with the rest of the world, literally, we were going to figure it out. We just had to keep taking a step forward because if you stay where you are, you know what the result's going to be. And so you just have to put one foot in front of the other and you don't know where it's going to lead. And that's just a life lesson all throughout life is you never know. We sit here and we perseverate and we think about all the possibilities of all the things that could go wrong and we second guess ourselves on all of the choices. But guess what? I didn't get a degree in mind reading. I don't know, maybe GW gave you a degree in mind reading, but you have no idea. Right. I probably had to go to class. You probably did. Class. Right. Well, let me tell you, I went to class at Wisconsin and I went to get my doctorate and all those classes. I never once received the degree in mind reading. Right. And get, let me tell you, my life and my practice would be so much easier mm-hmm. if I did. But the point is, we can't predict the future. None of us can. I can't read your mind. I can't predict the future. I don't know what's going to be. So I don't know that the choices that I'm making today are really going to be negative choices. We do, again, the best we can with the information that we have in that moment. Right. And I think too, and again, we're probably jumping all over the place. Always. And I think um, hopefully our, you know, our next episode and all the ones thereafter, we can only hope will be a little bit more defined. You know, we'll have a topic. We'll try to stick to it. It may, you know, branch out in a million different ways and different spokes to the wheel. But I think that is also indicative of life. Here's what we think we're going to do, but here's what actually happened. And right? it might get us someplace totally different, but so but much that's better. okay. And so right. much better. And it's about evolving and learning. And again, I guess just not 
taking ourselves so seriously. When we started this podcast, I think when you had approached me about it, my initial reaction was a combination of a yes and a no. It was a no because I didn't know what the hell you were even talking about. We are probably late to the podcast game and I'm the type of person that wants to be the first in line to do something, maybe to be able to say, hey, everyone, I was the first in line to do it, but yet we weren't. So I was like, well, why would we do something that a zillion other people have done? But yes, because I have learned early on to say yes, even if you're afraid, say yes, figure it out as you go and everything will fall into place because... I am as crazy as I am and that unpolished piece of me is more than the polish. I do feel that the universe, I believe in the universal laws and I believe that what's meant to be will be and things do happen for a reason. I can't figure out what the pandemic situation reason is behind that. Maybe we can get to that. Maybe at some point we'll have like some guests on who have a little bit more knowledge on that. But you have to do it scared. And I think that is also maybe what kind of bonded us a little bit that we're kind of willing to take a risk and a leap and throw our toe in and see what happens no matter how cold the water is. Yeah, and I'm going way more than toe right now. I'm full body into the cold pool right now. And so far, I don't know about you, Rachel, but this whole process is stressful and as crazy and as eye-opening as to how little we know about the podcast world. I have enjoyed every conversation. I've enjoyed every moment that we've spent trying to figure it out because I haven't laughed as hard in months, right? If ever, but let's go with months. Oh, I need a tissue. Oh, I'm sorry. I always have tissues in my office. I don't have one in the outside studio today. There might be a leaf you can use or something, but I'm learning from it. I'm learning about myself. I'm putting myself out there. Mm -hmm. Um, You're growing in this process. I mean, you didn't even know what garage band was. No, I thought it was like a band you do in your garage. And I wonder if the listeners even know. I mean, unless they're... So garage band is an editing platform or software that's built into Mac and you can edit podcasts. And look, we tried it and we decided, yeah, not our thing. We're going to stick with our strengths. And that's another thing. Another lesson of life is stick with what you're really good at and you're passionate about. And that will lead you in a positive way. That doesn't mean avoid the things that you have growth edges on. Understand the growth edges, but don't let them stand in the way. Like if you're not a financial person, don't not get divorced because you're afraid of paying bills. You can find people who can help you do that. You can ask for help. I mean, really, isn't that fundamental in life is asking for help? And yet so many of us are so afraid to ask for help. Yeah, yeah. And we could have an entire conversation or episode or, you know, we're still working on the podcast lingo. So I don't know what you call that. But being scared, vulnerability, asking for help. I will tell you that I am the number one don't know how to ask for help person. And I think that that truly from all my therapy and whatnot over the years, I am humbled enough to admit that I think that comes from a place of not wanting to let my guard down yes. because it feels like I failed if I have to ask someone to help me do something. Right. And um, it's actually a source of strength. It shows that you are self-aware, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm really good at and what I don't. And in order to get to the next step, I'm going to need some support in this. So I encourage people always, again, this is not therapy and I'm talking in a very general sense here, but a part of this process is asking for the help that you need, reaching out of your comfort zone. I can't tell you how many people are just afraid of doing anything because of fear, Mm -hmm. right? And then that fear is compounded by the fact that we have these amazing imaginations and can make up so much crap in our heads that makes us more paralyzed by that fear. Yeah, paralyzed, truly. I mean, I know from my own experiences and we can get into it as time goes on, 
But fear is a wicked devil. And it really is debilitating. It is emotionally and truly physically paralyzing. There have been times in my life where I just could not move because I was so emotionally stifled. And I do think it all stems from fear. And if we can break through that, I think what's on the other side of fear is such beautiful fury, you know? And yeah, there's unpolishedness along the way, but those layers... And breaking down all of the riffraff or the wreckage, the wreckage, right? Right. And, you know, maybe that's a good place to end this first episode that you and I are willing to win the audacious. Okay. That's my end. And when the therapist, that's your end. And in your theory, advice, in theory, in theory, when they crash together, what happens? They call it like the beautiful chaos or the beautiful madness or when we're willing to crash together and break it down, break down that wreckage. Yeah. It's a crash course in this unpolished therapy, but we're going to break it down and we're not going to be afraid and we're going to peel back the layers of ourselves. And we may just learn a thing or two, not only about each other, but about ourselves and other people. And if we can help other people, again, you guys, you know, these are our opinions. They're not necessarily factual. None of it. Um, None of it is. But, you know, maybe we're, again, back to your point before, I guess maybe we are just doing the best we can. And if there's anything I've now learned from you is that I should be a little bit more lenient on other people when I hear them say I'm doing the best they can. Because maybe, you know what, at the end of the day, Maybe they just are. Right. And who am I to judge that? Wow. Otherwise. Look at you go, girl. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Right. Okay. So I'm spitting. So can we wrap this up? Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Alrighty. So guys, we're so happy that you listened in. I hope you're still on board. I mean, it's hard to tell on a podcast who's actually listening from start to finish. But we hope you'll come back and catch us next week because hopefully the corner of audacity and advice will be a little less buggy, a little less fitzy. Great sash. I mean, I I thought it was a great sash. I feel, I always feel better. And you know, in therapy too, at least for me, I don't know how your patients and your clients feel, but I always feel, and maybe that this is that vulnerability piece. It's like, oh, it's a task. It's a job because it's hard work to work on yourself, right? You have to be accountable and that sometimes sucks. But I always leave feeling better. Yeah, you feel like you got it off your chest a little bit. And we can talk about this in another podcast, but I use it as a tank. And if your tank's full, you can't put anything else on it. So mm-hmm. we got to open the tank, pour it out a little bit so yeah. that when all the shit does happen, because it will, and it continues yeah. to, we have room for it. So yeah. on that note, thank you everybody for listening to us. And hopefully you will join us next week for our stuff. Thanks everyone. Thanks. Have a great week. Great sesh girls. Hey everyone, like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage.